You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my favorite partnership, Isaac Harris, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me? <laughs> You're starting to pull out some good ones, Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I have for started. you? I had it. I had a classic. I felt like I was a true Texan tonight. So. I put I fixed fajitas on my grill, so I had the fajitas going, the peppers on there, had a fire pit, had the fire going, and this is what makes it true Texan. You can sit on my back porch, hear the 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 fire crackling, and there's a high school football like announcer in the like the distance, and you can hear it. First and ten, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and it feels like Friday Night Lights. It's just very it's distant, and you, but you can hear it. And so, anyway, my wife and and I, and my dog, we enjoyed a, a night on the back porch eating fajitas by the fire. And I did not get an invite. <laughs> At some point, we talked about today. We're going to record on my back porch. Back porch pod, locked on the back porch. So we will do that tonight. I had a, I got Italian food with with my wife. Got some pasta. She was uh, working, so I went and I took it to her. I went to this place off Oaklawn in Dallas, and it looks awful from the outside. Like, the door just looks like a back door to a concert venue. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just yeah. like a white door that looks like you shouldn't enter it. Yeah. <laughs> but you, op- I opened it, and it is this, like, beautiful Italian place inside with, like, the music going and, like, tons of pictures of Italian dudes on the wall and like these really nice tables, Christmas tree, like all set up, lit up like that uh, that club that um, Ryan Gosling plays in in La La Land at the beginning yeah. that he gets kicked out of. This yeah. this dude comes up the the I don't know if I can call him a host. I guess he's the maitre d. I don't know. Like came up to me and was like, and I you know what can I do for you? like <laughs> with an Italian accent and just like this long black hair that was pulled back in a ponytail and this suit with cufflinks and I was like, man. And then the other lady came over that took my order and she had an Italian accent. I was like, what is going on here? Like, what did I stumble across? So it was great. Really good food. It makes me think of, so one of my favorite restaurants in Dallas. So this, the next like minute is for people that live in Dallas. Off Mockingbird, off Mockingbird and like Greenville is the original location of Campisi's Pizza. Somebody was talking to me about Campisi's Pizza today because we had some. So Campisi's is Italian restaurant from the Campisi family. And when I first moved to Dallas, like four years ago, I was told about this place. And said, hey, you got to go. There's a lot of history behind it. So you <laughs> you go in this place and they're and like, it's, it's kind of like what you're talking about. It's in this, like, it's kind of shady. The front door yep. is just completely, it's like a red, like padding. Like you open it up and you're like, where am okay. I even going? Yeah. <laughs> but you go in, it's just like super light, like dim place. 
it's old school Italian place. And it's one of these places have all these pictures on the wall too of people yeah. that signed it, these famous people. But it's the Campisi family, and it's one of my favorite restaurants because it has a lot of history. In the back booth, there's a back corner booth. There's a and there's like a coat rack beside it. That booth was where Jack Ruby planned the assassination of Lee Harvey Oswald. And so like in the whole mafia stuff and there's all this different stuff because the Campisi family was involved in the mafia stuff here in Dallas. And so anyway, you can ask, like I knew that going into the restaurant, but you can ask about it too. And they have like uh, news stories on the wall talking about just everything with JFK and whatever. And in, in the family, it's still like own the Campisi family on down. So it has the Frank Campisi on the wall and the, like you can talk to people there and she's like, Oh yeah, that's my grandpa, Frank. Like, all this <laughs> so it's, I love places like that. So if you live in Dallas, it, that it's at that location off Mockingbird. There's a couple, there's one downtown, different yeah. places, but off Mockingbird's the original location. So the original, go to, go to that. So there you go. Those are our restaurant. <laughs> That's our restaurant. So random <laughs> suggestions for the evening. Uh, Okay, a couple of things we want to get to news-wise. Isaac, you went to practice yesterday, uh, Thursday, and you talked to Coach Carlisle, and you asked him one question, which I think a lot of people are asking, but it didn't seem like media was asking it. So a lot of fans are asking it. Give us an update. Uh, yeah, so I asked, I asked Rick about uh, Seth Curry. Uh, I didn't see him out there uh, at the end of practice. That's because... So I- Xbox sent him a personalized Xbox with his logo on it. it That's not S, why he was out. Of it practice. has the S dot. No, he posted that today. So he he had gotten that, and he had just been spending all of his time playing Xbox <laughs> with his S dot logo on it. You have yeah, a, imagine you have a logo, and Xbox sends you an Xbox with your logo on. That's what I need to happen. I need a logo first. We do, um, guys. We do have a logo. We'll get to that later. uh so anyway i asked rick about as i hey you know do we have an update because the saturday you know saturday's obviously you know cleveland and like okay do we have an update on on the weekend because that's when they first originally announced it and they said it was going to be weekly and man we're over a month now yeah and 12 games in rick looks at me and says you know he says hey it's it's continuing to progress and his exact quote was he said nothing imminent no setbacks either Certainly no bad news, but he's got a situation that needs to be managed conservatively and accurately. So, I mean, just with that, I mean, they're just riding the same line, but this, the nothing imminent part, like, it doesn't sound like he's coming back soon. So, if you just, I mean, definitely not this weekend. I mean, there's really, it doesn't, I mean, there's no timetable still. There was never a timetable at the beginning, but... It's not like they're saying, oh, yeah, there's a chance. You know, because usually that's what you hear from Rick. Oh, there's a chance. He might play, depending on how he feels this weekend. No, it's just straight. Nothing imminent. So, no Seth anytime soon, right now, at least. Yeah, no Seth for Saturday, at least. I mean, yeah, who knows what's coming up. But imminent to me, like, even sounds longer than a week, (laughs) you know, because before he was saying we'll take it week by week and evaluate it. But now – I don't know. That's different to me if he says imminent because that just means like there's nothing in the future, like no benchmarks that we're trying to work towards. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's encouraging to say, you know, no setbacks. Yeah, that good. No bad news to report, but, uh, you know, it, it might have changed too. You you never know. I'm just speculating in the how they've started or their record or something might have affected it. It might have been at the very beginning, hey, week to week, let's try to really push to getting back in a week or so. And then, you know, we start off where, you know, two and 10 now and they're like okay there's no reason to really rush him back so let's really take our time and you know, it might have changed the evaluation probably not you know i'm just talking off the top of my head now but never know and doesn't seem like we're getting you know set this this weekend we'll see about next week yeah it doesn't look like it's gonna happen uh, another update that we wanted to give some news broke the uh, this had, this had been coming around a little bit but the Mavericks have a partnership with Favor uh, and you wrote a piece on this Isaac today give us tell us what Favor is what we're doing with it how the Mavericks are working with them yeah so you know Cuban and in the Mavericks they're always working to increase ticket sales to especially I've heard I've heard some very interesting to things keep the streak alive keep the streak alive yes uh and just how um proactive they are in getting people in the seats and so favor is a is a, del- a food delivery service here in dallas and in different cities you know outside of dallas but you pretty much if you listen outside of dallas you don't know what even a food delivery is because i have a lot of people back home where i'm from they're like what is seriously a uh, food delivery it is you pretty <laughs> much you download this app on your phone and it's like you're sitting at home or you're sitting at your workplace and you're like, man, I really want McDonald's, but I really don't want to get into traffic or I don't have time to really get it, leave my cubicle or leave my job or leave my apartment, if you want to say that, and go get me <laughs> McDonald's. So you order the, the food through the app, exactly what you want. And there are people who, you know, they're called um, runners that work for favorite premise delivery people like me they're and like you Uber would have drivers. A, yeah, and they have like a favor shirt on, and they'll go in McDonald's, order the exact order that you ordered, and then bring it to you. So, obviously, there's a delivery fee and stuff, and but it's just purely food. And this is where it kind of baffles me, or I found it interesting, is so the Dallas announces this partnership with Favor, saying, "Hey, we're going to partner with it to where you can get tickets and team merchandise through it." So now, fans, 48 hours here in Dallas, 48 hours before tip-off, you can get close to 50% off tickets. So you can order, you can download the app, you can buy tickets off of the app, and then a runner will deliver the tickets to you wherever you're at here in <laughs> Dallas. Same thing goes with team merchandise, which is crazy, too, to where if, like, let's say you're, you, have, you, you want that, the hoodie that they warm up in, and you're like, man, I really want the hoodie, which but I, I never... Do. I never have time to get down to the team shop to get it. Now you can download Favor, order it from Favor, and a runner, a person who works for Favor, will go buy it, bring it to you uh, wherever you're at. So it's really intriguing, especially because if you get the tickets, you know, the partnership is making you know these tickets you know almost half off, you know, 48 hours before tip-off. So it's really intriguing. It's a very unique sponsorship. It's the you know first one. Cuban commented on it. Uh, the head of Favor, um, the I don't have his name in front of me, but the president, CEO dude, he commented on it. Just talking about how it's it's a partnership that we haven't seen in sports yet because they are just food based. So it's it's intriguing how that that's taking place. And just another testament to Cuban and them 
they're so ahead of the curve. So you can we're get, gonna you can get what? stuff from Target on this too. On favor? Yeah. Okay, it shows I don't use favor very often. So <laughs> sorry about that. I thought I was just food. No, but, no, no, no. I had never used it either. I'm just downloading it, looking at it right now. Oh. So anyway, it's intriguing. It's it's another cool thing, and yeah. There's no telling what's going to – you never know what's going to come out with uh, what Cuban and the Mavs are going to do next, and so it's pretty cool. Yeah, new partnership, trying to look for new things, basically keeping the streak alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they are going to do uh, Mavericks have this anything. 700-something game sellout streak that they want to keep, keep alive. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Another thing we want to do – uh, every single pod that we can is give you an update on the two-way guys because now we have, if you have not heard what these are, these are two-way contracts where uh, the all NBA rosters usually had, you know, 15 roster spots. And you can make it 15, you can make it six, you can make it, you know, you can make it 16 or 17 with different, you know, stipulations and things. But now there are legit 16 and 17 spots on a roster where two players get to go back and forth between the G League, which used to be the D League, and the regular Dallas team. So these guys are going back and forth. They get to play 45 days, not games, but days, up with the the you know the parent team or you know the the NBA team, and then they can spend as much t- you know as much time as they have left with the G League team. So those two guys are Jan Clavel and uh, Jonathan Motley. So Jiverson and Money Mott tonight. They played the Clippers association team, and they lost by one point. But Jiverson, 29 points, seven boards. He was 6 of 12 from three, so just lighten it up from distance. Motley, 20 points, eight boards, three assists. So the uh, the two-way guys, are they're showing up big, Isaac. Jiverson is always going to show up big. Uh, Always, we talked about it before the pod, but Jiverson's at least spent you know five to ten days of his of his forty five days already in the league. So and that, I don't think that those days don't start until the uh, the G League season had started. Their training camp had started. So the the preseason, even the first couple of games the Mavericks played, you know that first part until about I think like November first, I think was when the G League first started. So yeah, all that stuff didn't count, but you know. Obviously, Clavel's played since then. So, like you said, yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive that like a day can count as far as even if it's a non-game day, like right, a, right. a practice day and stuff too. So, um, it's really I wonder who who judges that. You know, if if Jean comes to a practice and practices with him, you know how yeah, like who monitors that or who even polices that? Yeah, know? how can you keep that? You know, like. Can they bullcrap that, you know? And Interesting. But we don't. I mean, I'll I don't have to know ask that. somebody about that. How do they police that? I don't know the ins and outs of that. So Interesting. I'll have to ask like an assistant coach or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we just want to give you the two-way update. And then on top of the two-way update, since the Mavericks are in the position that they are in with the worst record in the, <laughs> in the National Basketball Association, we want to give you the prospect watch. And t- tonight – which you're listening to this on Saturday. Yeah, the start of college Friday. basketball. Friday night was the start of college basketball season, so four of the top five prospects were in action. Doncic may have been in action. I just don't know. <laughs> he probably was. 
Um, you know who, who you know who else is in action, Nick? The reigning national champions, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh. Do they have anybody that the Mavericks would be targeting? No, not at all. But I'm still excited. I'm still riding my high from last year. And we're still going to have a good team. But nothing like Duke, though. Yeah, speaking of Duke, Marvin Bagley had himself a game. 25 points, 10 boards, a steal. He was 12 of 18 from the field, missed both of the threes that he took, and only one of four from the line. But His shot's a little weird right now, but... Yeah, he, he's going to have to figure that out. But still, yeah, still impressive, still still, um, still dominant. Double-double yeah. for him in his college debut, looking good from him. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who I watched a ton of today, just, you know, at work, don't tell anybody, but at work watching, <laughs> watching DeAndre <laughs> Ayton out, out of the corner of my eye, he he really impressed me. He played against, uh, like, Northern Arizona or somebody, there's this there's this highlight from one of their exhibition games that I watched today. They play like I don't know, like Northern Emmanuel, New Mexico. I don't know, <laughs> like North yeah. New Mexico something. And uh, I mean, he was playing against dudes that are like six seven. <laughs> those are their centers. You know those schools where they their tallest guy is their center, just no matter what. Yep. So Aiton, you know, played against them. But then tonight he played against Northern Arizona. He had 19 points, 12 boards, three blocks in 30 minutes. He was 6 of 11 from the field. Missed both of the threes that he took, but he did take two threes as a center. Uh, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. This guy, to me, since I watched a bunch of him today, is, I mean, he is impressive. He is strong. I mean, there was, there's video of him in a, you know, in a Nike like a uh, practice, like exhibition practice where they have against this, Bamba against Bamba where oh. he, so Mo, Mo Bamba is another guy. He's a, you know, a seven footer that is supposed to be, you know, this Deandre Jordan type that, you know, has like this, you know, crazy, you know, defensive game and everything. And he was just manhandling that guy. <laughs> so hey, like, they're like playing one-on-one and Bamba's yeah. like trying to just, you know, guard him in the post and Aiton just backs him down and just crams it over him. Like it's nothing. And Bamba res- responds like, how am I supposed to, <laughs> what am I yeah. supposed to do? Kind of like Nerlens every time. No, uh, but Aiton, he's just a man. I mean, we talked about him a few pods ago. He, he might be like 35 years old. I don't know. Two, 260, you know, set over seven foot, 43 inch vertical can hit the three, two. Huge so. wingspan. We Nick and I texted a little bit about him today, and I was I was trying to think of just like a combination. You know, it's not to this degree, but like DeAndre's body, but an ability to like shoot kind of like Porzingis from the outside. A little like I don't know. It's yeah, he's like a little worse at both of those things, like that. Yeah, the, the rim yeah. protecting stuff that that DeAndre Jordan does, and then the shooting that Porzingis does. But like a for me, I thought he, he looked like a stronger Miles Turner, like a much yeah. bigger like you know Miles Turner that maybe isn't. Yeah, is mobile, but man, he he would be so interesting for the Mavericks to pick. Another guy uh, with Mo Bamba that we mentioned before, he played tonight. He had 15 points, eight boards, two assists, four blocks. He also took two threes. So both of these big guys are uh, they're willing and I guess you would say able, right? They're willing and able to uh, yeah to stretch the floor and hit some threes. Aiden for sure. Bamba's came on within the past like year and. That's something he took upon himself to develop an outside shot, and but it, and it's working. So I'm just saying, like Aiden's has, Aiden's lasted longer. So when you see a Bamba or something like that, you want to see it stay consistent and see a Shaka 
in uh, for Texas, Shaka Smart, their coach can can make that happen for him. Yeah, Mo Bamba, that other, another center uh, that we had talked about for Texas, and then Michael Porter Jr. the uh, the combo, you know, three four kind of you know score for Missouri. He only played two minutes tonight. He tweaked his hip uh, really early in that game and did not come back. I, from what I read, it seems like he could have come back, but they just decided to keep him out because uh, precautionary reasons. Bummer for all those fans because you know they're super pumped to watch. I know his opening night. Play. You know, the, Missouri still won, but still, we have a we have a writer at the Smoky Cuban. He uh, he's going to Missouri this year, so he's been he's already went to some scrimmages mm-hmm. and stuff and watched Porter. And he is when we have in our group chat any type of little debate on top prospects for the Mavericks. He is also, he is rolling in there <laughs> saying nobody else except for Porter. Cause he sees him up close all the time. So, uh, which I agree with him. I, you know, I have Porter number one, so I'm all about Porter. Yeah. So he didn't really get to see a lot out of him. He did score in those two minutes. So I don't know if he's two points in two minutes. That's, that's a pretty good point per minute <laughs> out feeling out there. So those are the, uh, the updates on the prospect watch. And uh, the rest of the pod, I just want to talk about how can this Mavericks team get worse? How can it get better so far? Uh, they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, let's just talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers game tonight. This is going to be a fascinating game to me. <laughs> like, Dennis Smith Jr. could go off for like 30 tonight because the Cavs do not defend point guards well at all. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what, you, what you're going to get out of Cleveland. They're coming off a loss uh, to Houston few nights ago and where James Harden put up a crazy triple double on them. You know, they just can't defend and they can't defend. They can't defend like anyone. Like Yeah. <laughs> like no positions. So it'll be intriguing. It'll be intriguing to see who who takes uh, who takes Dennis. You know, I wanna see the Harrison Barnes, you know, LeBron stuff, you know Wes, I know they've put Wes on him some in the past, um a little bit. Uh, they've used Wes on Kyrie, you know, previously, but obviously Kyrie's gone. They but, don't have to do that now. Yeah, so see how they pull Dirk in there, you know, putting him on love and all that different stuff. So it's always, you know, big time game, big time. You know, it's on a Saturday too, so that you know that helps for fans. This is always a when LeBron comes to town, this whole entourage and just uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. I remember when I talked to him last year. Uh, for that piece I did on Dirk, I I had to like wait as soon as their locker room opened. I like bolted, so then I was just like right in front of him, and then there was like fifty of us that just crammed it right there in front of him. And I mean, he was super nice, but it's just it's r- remarkable how you wouldn't think like every NBA player is the same, and you know that some players are bigger than the others, but LeBron's just on a whole different level yeah. from his entourage, from his just security from like how the PR handles him like with the Cleveland with just everything. It's, it's, it's wild, but yeah, I mean, he's the face of the league. It's like, you think about, you know, how big guys like Dirk, you know, are around here. Like LeBron is just, he's on such a different level, just a different stratosphere. You know, you can't, you can barely even compare their stardom. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. And he's bringing back. He's bringing in Dwayne Wade. So we're gonna get. Uh, he's not. He's probably not gonna start because he has, since he's gone to the bench. It's been that's been pretty good for them. 
but uh, so we won't get the Dwayne Wade introduction, introductory uh, booing. We won't get that, which I, I'm always excited for. But and we haven't had Wade in a bit. Uh, Wade didn't travel with Chicago last year, so yeah, uh, we haven't had Wade in in Dallas for a bit. So it'll be good for the fans to welcome him again. I can't believe how this team is constructed. I mean, just look at some of these guys were all good five years ago, and that is not good. <laughs> hey, Jeff Green had 27 points off the bench, and they still lost the other night. So, Well, Jeff Green is one of those guys where he can score points, and your team isn't better. <laughs> but I, I'll say this, too. Um, Carlisle was asked at practice on Thursday uh, a couple different things. It was funny because you know, old Stein was there, and uh, Mark Stein in a hat and like a, a – a like jumpsuit, a hat and a jumpsuit was the best thing ever. Because anytime we've ever seen him, he's in like a suit and he's looking. Oh, like, like a sweatsuit. Yeah, like a like a jacket <laughs> with a tee and a hat on. <laughs> he's, like, he's going. Is running. this tiny? Um, but New anyway, York Times had, is in the house. The New York Times. <laughs> that's what Dirk said when he first walked in the locker, and that was funny. He asked Rick about playing Cleveland, and he was like, you know, with them being kind of down right now or whatever. And he's like, so you're not viewing it as like a great time to play the Cavs. <laughs> and Rick just kind of looks at him and he's like, well, I don't think there's ever a great time to play LeBron James <laughs> uh, or to see LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about how much of a fan he is of him, but just not to play against him. But, but to get to my point, Rick said, he's, I think it's unfair to judge this team without Tristan Thompson. And That's he said, huge. what, he said what Thompson brings to Cleveland from his rebounding, offensive rebounding, just paint protection. He's like he's just he's one of the more underrated players on their team. And I wanted to counter that and be like, so is that what you thought Nerlens was going to be? But um, stop. <laughs> I wish you would. I wish um, you would. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Now, you know, Rick played the safe route, and he said. You know, yeah, Cleveland's going to turn around. They're going to turn it around. It's just who they are. I feel like you have to say that. <laughs> um, even As, us, like, even if you're covering the Cavs, like, you have sex. I feel like we do this every year. Like, I don't know. But this team does feel different. They've hit their struggling point way earlier than years past. And I think really at this point, Isaiah Thomas is is their only answer to anything. Yeah, well, I, he's he's their only reinforcements. Like that's that's what's coming back. I mean, you talk about Tristan Thompson; he wasn't even starting for them. Um, yeah. And then you know Isaiah Thomas coming back, but that Isaiah Thomas coming back only confuses their, you know, starters a little bit more because you put him in there. Then I guess you play Jr. next to him. Then but then they're benching Wade, so I guess that's fine. But then who plays? I just want to play Rose and Wade. Like what the heck? I mean, I just want to laugh in all y'all's faces out there. That when this Cleveland Boston trade happened, everybody's like, "Oh, this is a steal for Cleveland. They got the best." And then there's some people out there trying to get really clever with it and be like, "Cleveland got the best player in the deal, Jay Crowder." Really, Jay yeah. Crowder? Okay, <laughs> we just talked about the other day. Yeah, Simi Ojale is better than him right now. Yeah, Jay and, Crowder has not made that deal look very good. No, and ever yeah, where where are you, people out there that sat there and said this is a landslide win for Cleveland that trade? Please tell me. Please come out of your caves because I'm seeing nothing on Twitter about that now. Now that Kyrie's at a whole different level and Boston's at the top of the East, nobody's talking about that. About Cleveland winning that trade now, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I 
think at the time somebody will go back and look at it and be like, no, that's not what you said. I think at the time I said it was a pretty good deal for both sides. I, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. I thought that the you know the Cavs at least got some pieces. Uh, and the Brooklyn the Brooklyn pick is not going to be probably not going to be top five. I mean, it'll be around there. It ain't going to be top. I mean, unless they hit like you know they just get their ball pulled out of. Which they're, which they're a young team, like, so that happens to young teams throughout the season. You know, they start losing it, and, you know. Yeah, but these other teams are going to suck worse. Like that's that's the whole thing with Brooklyn. Brooklyn has no incentive to tank or to be bad. So, like that, Chicago, Atlanta. Isn't with this being a top five draft of these these five teams? I mean, Dallas. Um, like. People are going to want the top five pick in this draft. Outside of that, then it gets you know very you know interesting or fluid as far as players wise. But yeah, I mean, I think the Brooklyn pick will be seven, eight, somewhere through there, which is still you know a great pick. I mean, it's still good. Good. But. Yeah, I mean, seven or eight, seven and eight got you uh, Laurie Market and Frank Nilakina in this draft. So <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, Dennis a, Smith, this, like. This is a deep draft this this past year, but next year we talked about we just talked about five guys that are going to be really really good players, and I'm I'm sure that other players are going to come out of that you know this year. Yeah, I mean there there will be some other names, but like this past draft was completely different. I mean even Dennis Dennis was considered the top high school player in the, in the country before his tour, before he tore his ACL. So then he comes in you know then he he falls back behind these Lonzos and stuff like that. Comes into his freshman season at NC State, and <laughs> um, and you know, so so Forks we're looking at right there for you to throw some shade at. You got to throw shade at Lonzo. <laughs> so we're looking at guy's doing the best that he can with what he was given. Can you imagine the upbringing? His his brother right now is facing prison time in a foreign country right now. The guy is going through enough. They and his dad, Lonzo, and, his, and, his, and his dad goes over there with his little brother, who's not in school because he got to be pulled out because he was being bullied by the coach of the high school team. Oh so he my gets gosh. pulled out. Let then, me, did he go to his Lambo and cry in the front seat? So, so no, his dad goes God over bless. to to rescue his middle brother who's facing prison time. Uh, and they you know get what, that on camera for you, the show. You know what they do? No, the show is over recording for right now. It better be. And you know what they do? They go over there. Orange is the new black. Looks like he might face like some sort of house arrest thing for for a little while. But also, the big baller did what he did, and they set up a pop a pop up shop. November fourteenth, they're setting up a pop pop up shop where they're gonna sell big baller stuff in China. Oh <laughs> I didn't know if they're filming the next season of Prison Break. <laughs> You ain't a big baller if you haven't gotten out of the clink. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, they'll probably have like lines at the door too. Anyway, that family is is ridiculous, man. There's gonna be some weird Nick, stuff. Nick Ball over here, he loves his lines. <laughs> but my point is, last year's draft was super deep. This year's draft, like last year's draft, was projected to be deep, and this year's draft is not. It's not there. You know, as far as franchise talent, top five. You don't think these top five are as good as the top five from this past year? No, 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 no. Next year's draft is top heavy. Right. This one, this one was more. 2017 deep. was deep. 2000, 2017 was deep across the board. Like very good, a lot of potential all stars. Next year's our potential are like the top five are like all star like franchise cornerstones. You know. 
Yeah. Like those that's it's a lot of top heavy cornerstone talent of next year's draft when last year's draft was hey, let's you know, it's more stretched out of a lot of really good borderline great prospects that could, you know, be all stars. Next year's is like franchise changing. Yeah, so all that being said, the Brooklyn pick could be top five, <laughs> and so that could be a, that could be a good pick for them, uh, and that could be an asset. But then Isaiah Thomas, we just have no idea when he's going to play. Uh, he's out there warming up and you know doing stuff like he's actually been around the team, so he'll probably warm up tomorrow in Dallas if he travels. I'm assuming that he will, uh, so we might be able to see him if he go and uh, you know go early, but. Yeah, so that that's going on, and then Jay Crowder has he's been fine. I mean, he hasn't been great for him, but mm. so hasn't made is, hasn't been the uh, the stretch four that they really really wanted. Is Salah Mesri trying out for his next team tomorrow? Oh man, if he does have one of those games where he has like double digit rebounds and like five blocks like he did the other night, it could be. He could be I'm super intrigued with the. I'm going to tweet out after every game Nerland's a stat line, but I'm just I'm really intrigued because about, you like controversy. No, I just I think people care about it. <laughs> I just want to see I want to see how much they ride Salah over Nerland's. Like, I mean, he's been better, but okay. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, right. it'll be a fun game. The Mavericks are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. If you're listening to this on Saturday. Hey, go let to, me ask you this, Nick. Go to the game. If if the Mavericks beat Cleveland, does that give you any different perspective? No, not right now. Uh, on the Mavericks? No, okay. because the last, like, no. Because <laughs> it's like, I know, the, I know the Cavs have sucked. I know we've talked about them. Everybody's talked about them. But, like, if Dallas can beat, like, LeBron and them, I feel like it would give a, a rejuvenation to a fan base, a new hope. Of wow, these guys can be good, and Seth's not even out there. No, I feel like it'd be more of like a Clone Wars situation than a New Hope. <laughs> like it's something, it's there. It's it looks like a semblance of a team that could be good, but it's just, the pieces are all there. I just don't know if it's all there. Because we t- we tweeted, I tweeted out that uh, poll from the Smoking Cuban uh, back last whenever we won. I guess after Washington, and I said, "Are you happy that they won?" You know, pretty much yes or no, and. Somebody tweeted and say, and I feel like this is what the majority of the fan base is feeling right now. A, a win every now and then is great. Just don't go on some winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get your point. I feel like a lot of fans feel that way of like, oh, yeah, a win. All right, just don't win another one for another like five games, though. <laughs> don't go on some winning streak. Definitely don't. That's not what That's not what fans are wanting right now. It's a weird season, guys. Okay. If you've listened this far, that means you're a true Mavs fan for life in MFFL. You're part of the slang gang. If you've listened this far, you are part of the slang gang. This is what we've started. And what I referenced earlier, talking about our logo, we are all throwing the tree emoji, the round tree. I think it's deciduous tree. I don't know what exactly the name of it, but we throw it in our Twitter, our Twitter display name. You can't do the handle because that doesn't work. But you throw it in the display name. That means you're part of the slang gang because we're all. It's so unprofessional from our end also. Why? That we have a tree in our name. The tree is fine. My wife texted me today and I sent it to Nick. She randomly texted me today at work and she says, 
All she says, we haven't even been talking about anything basketball or Twitter-wise. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, it says, what is up with the tree in your Twitter name? <laughs> LOL. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> she doesn't even know. And Let me introduce you to the slang gang. We are part of the slang gang, and it is based on a infamous tweet from Dennis Smith Jr. So we're putting the tree because of the wood, and we're using the hashtag forest forward. That is our trust the process is forest forward because we're taking this. We're going to be a forest. All of us going to band together and march forward as this map season is just going to be utterly. Some of it's going to be unwatchable guys, but we are going to forest forward. Never. It will all be watchable. So use the hashtag forest forward. We also have rankings. I am the Colonel of the slang gang. Isaac is major slang gang. Dennis (laughs) is the acting general. And we're coming up with a system to get uh, captains and lieutenants. So if you want to keep listening, keep listening to Lockdown Mavericks. We will give you the instructions on how to become a lieutenant, a captain, a private. F- let's let's start. You'll start as a private, a private in a slang gang. We got to figure out to like how you're going to rank up, and then how, like when we will assemble the troops. Like I tweeted out some using the int from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And but we gotta figure out when those times are. is it after a Dennis like dunk that we all come together of like assemble everyone form the <laughs> form the forest or something forming of the five families. <laughs> <laughs> my wife because so the conversation I obviously explained it to my wife like what it meant I sent her the tweet Dennis sent all this stuff and <laughs> I was like can't imagine what she was thinking. She was like, LOL. She said, I think she said something like boys or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I said, but I told her, I was like, yeah, people can like put the, the tree in the thing. We have like rankings, like kernel, different stuff. And she's like, what are you like 12? Like, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, yes, yes, we are. Yes, it comes yes, to, we are. Uh, no, but I think it's fun. If you don't like it, get off of us. It is fun. If you want to just join in, so throw the tree in your your display name, and we will all know what you're doing in life. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Continue reading Mavs Moneyball and The Smoking Cuban. Got pieces up going all the time. And thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Boom. Boom.